very on this story with the Eitzah, the advice that Bilam gives to uh, Moyav in a way to be able to destroy the Eden. And in the Pasik that we're talking about today, in the context of this Pasik, is after the Melchama with Midian, when the soldiers, or those who went to war, allowed the females to remain alive, Moshe Rabbeinu was upset. He's upset. How could you leave the um, the women alive? These are the ones that caused the Yidin to rebel against Hashem. Bidvar Bilam, according to the words of Bilam. Rashi quotes these words Bidvar Bilam with the words of Bilam. When his mafarish and Rashi explains as follows: Oh my lohem, Bilam said to them. To the Mayavim, even if you will gather all of the masses, all of the multitudes of the world, or all of the nations of the world, you will not be able to overpower the Yidim. Do you think that you're more than the Mitzrim? Who were 600 uh, choice of the best chariots. And they couldn't do it. Of course you can't do it. let Come, and, and I will give you advice. And the advice is, The Eivishter, the God of these, of the Yidden, abhors promiscuity, Chulu, and then the Sifri over there continues. So why don't you uh, get your wives and daughters to become available for Zima with the Yidden? And Rashi concludes, as this is said, as it is written in Chelek, which was paid in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, and in Sifri. Now, just for the sake of context, the Gemara in Chelek, Pedic Chelek, that is, talks about, not so much about this Eitzah of Bilam, but it actually discusses, and it will be brought down in the Sikha later on, how what kind of trickery the Moyavim the used, the Neshei Moyav, the Neshei, the Neshei Ubnois Moyav used in order to lure the Yidden into their trap. And the Gemara over there says that they made these booths in which they were, from which they were selling pishton, like linen garments. They had an older woman outside the booth and a younger woman inside the booth. And when the Yidden ate and drank, and were happy, and they went for a stroll in the street. They went to this to this marketplace, and the older woman standing there offers them to buy clothes. So, and she gives them a price. So, the younger woman that's inside the booth offers a better price. And this happens three times: the young, the older one gives a price, the young one gives a better price, until finally the person goes into the booth to see to make a deal. And the, 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 the younger woman who's there makes him feel comfortable and uh, calls him a ben bias, I think, and gives him wine to drink. This was before wine of Goyim was not allowed. And then he drinks the wine and a fire burns inside of him, a, a, a fire of a taiva, of desire. And then she pulls out her, her idol and she says, if you want to be with me, you're going to have to uh, worship serve my idol. And the, and the Gemara continues, the back and the forth, he says, I'm a Yid, and so on and so forth. So the Gemara in Chalik discusses how, what kind of elaborate scheme was used to trick the Yidin into both uh, Agili Arayis and Aved or or or, or, or Bayal Aramis and Aved Sifri, if you look in the Sifri on this Pasik, and Sifri on this Pasik is where is the source of where Rashi takes it from. And at the end of it, the end, after these words, the, 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 the Sifri ends with the words, um, uh, prepare your wives and your daughters for Znus, and etc., uh, etc., et which is basically the end of Bilam's Eitz. So this is the Rashi, so the Rashi uh, uh, on, our, on our Pasik. Now, Rashi already told us this. 
last week, uh, uh, two weeks ago, in Parshas Balak, Rashi told us that Eitzah Bilam gave this Eitzah. So the first thing we have to have to understand is why are we giving? Why is Rashi telling this uh, telling this to us again? So the fact that Rashi explains over here that this was Bilam's advice. Over Rashi already told us to us in, in Parshas Balak. from Bilam the On Bilam's words, come, let me give let, let me give you advice. And also on the pasuk that the nation began to act immorally with the daughters of Moyav is move on. So understood why it has to say it again. Because our Pasik, Vidvar Bilom, is the source from where it's learned and therefore taught in Parashas Balak. Virashi Zog the Pasik Rashi himself says over there in Parashas Balak and the words Lachayatzha, Teida, a proof, Shaybilam Hisi Eitzazu, that Bilam gave this Eitzah, Lach Shilam Vizima, to make them stumble with promiscuity, like the Pasuk says, that these women were the ones who stood up to the Yidden according to the advice of Bilam, the words of Bilam. So therefore we know that this is this Pasuk is the, the source, the mocker of, of this uh, 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 this fact that Bilam gave the Eitzah, and therefore, even though we already know it already, because Rashi told us in Balak, Rashi says it again here, because this is where, we co- where it comes from. However, we do have to understand some things over here. First of all, Why does Rashi have to tell us the whole elaborate uh, aversion? That he said to them that even if you gather all the people of the world and that you're not stronger than the Mitzrayim, and in two details that why this ariches, why this elaboration seems superfluous over here. Number one, Aleph from The pasuk over here is talking about the fact why Moshe was upset that that uh, that they let them live. So he should have said they, they, they caused the sin. How they got to it, how Bilam gave this Eitzah, doesn't seem to add anything to the understanding of the Pasuk. Base. If Rashi does for some reason want to bring the, the, the discussion of Bilam, not just the Eitzah, it would have made, been more appropriate to bring it the first time where Rashi speaks about this on the words and he explains the Eitzah. So he should have explained how the Eitzah came about. How did Bilam convince them? So if there's a need to tell us the whole story, the story should have been earlier on, it told to us earlier on, it passes Balak. So the question is, how does all this lengthy uh, description of what happened in, in Bilam's discussion, how does it add to our to the understanding of our Pasuk here in Parshas Matis? We also have to understand various nuances in the words of Rashi. We're going to have five questions on the Rashi. Aleph. And in a sense, we're going to take each, each little bit of Rashi, we're going to go through, and we're going to ask on each line of Rashi another question. And um, I did make uh, a chart again, like I've done the last few weeks, where I take you know the, the Rashi, the question on the Rashi, and, and the answers on the Rashi, and it will be on the website. Aleph, for question number one. Bilam says that even if you gather all of the people of the world, or all of the masses of the world, you will, you will not be able to overcome them. Vile because Shem Atam and because you, Melavim, are not any greater than the Mitzrayim. Is the proof doesn't, uh, doesn't, is not connected to the discussion. You yourselves, if you're talking just to the Mayavim, may not be more than the Mitzrayim and the Egyptians. But if you gather all the people of the world, then you would be more than the Mitzrayim. But in the Mitzrayim, the Mitzrayim were one nation. As big as Egypt was, the numbers of Egypt were in that time, there's still going to be less than all of the masses, than all of the multitudes of the world. So he starts to talk about Kalamoinus. Then he brings a riot from Mitzrayim, that you're not any more than the Mitzrayim. It's true that the Mayavim are not more than the Mitzrayim. 
But how does that answer, how does that prove that even if you brought in kol ha-moyin that you wouldn't be able to overcome them? Nochmer. Additionally, we learned earlier in Pasha Slach, after the story of the Miraglim, when the Abyssin wanted to destroy all of the Yidin. Uh, the Goyim are going to think, the nations are going to think that Hashem cannot successfully bring the Yidin into Israel. And the people are going to say, you can't compare one Paroi to 31 kings in Canaan. Is the Pshitas and the Davids of Kalam and Shabalam? So certainly you can't compare Paroi to all of the peoples of the world. So, how is the Shem and Matim and Amitriim proving that, uh, that even if you bring in all the people of the world, you wouldn't be successful? So that's our first question. It doesn't seem to flow. You're, you're, you're saying a statement, you're bringing a proof, but the proof does not help understand the statement. On the other hand, since seemingly he's trying to describe the strength and the multitudes of the Mitzrayim. Why does Rashi just say there were 600 choice chariots? And doesn't even mention, as that very Pasuk concludes, that there were a whole bunch of chariots and officers and so on and so forth. It's and it's understood simply as only an incredible number of Egyptian chariots will be able to pursue and, and, and uh, bring out such a, a level of fear by 600,000 men excluding the aid of Rav. If you have 600,000 men, plus women, plus children, plus Erev and you have 600 wagons, that's not going to cause the panic, the Vayiru Mo'id, that it caused. Clearly there was much more than 600. So why does Rashi just mention the 600 if he's trying to prove the strength and the numbers of Mitzrayim? So you may want to explain. Maybe you could say that we're saying the 600, Rashi is not emphasizing the number 600. He's emphasizing that these 600 were the special forces. But if they had 600 special forces, then it must mean that the whole army, the whole Egyptian military was much greater. Maybe that's what Ashi means. He's saying, Show you, that just the special forces were 600. Uh, is But it doesn't fully answer the question. Rashi should have alluded to that by saying the word Vigaymer, etc. There were 600 Echav Bachor plus all the other things mentioned in the Pasuk. Not to say the term that they, they, they were 600. Which implies that this was everything that they were. It could have been another Lashon. For example, they could have said They had 600. Or like the Sifri says, the Sifri says, They took 600, which means that this is one of the things that they took. They could have taken other things too. So Rashi could have, if he didn't say the Goymer, at least not use the word Shahayu and use another term that would let us know that, we, that there was more than just 600. So the bottom line, the question is, what is Rashi trying to tell us uh, or the Medrash, what is Rashi trying to tell us by the proof of the Sheish Meis Rechav Bachar? What is that adding on here if it's only really 600 and there's absolutely not even a remez, not even an, a hint to any of the other parts of the Egyptian military? Gimel, the third question, Vasis the Lashon Bayu, Vasi Achamaita, come, come and I will give you this advice. What, is the, what does Bayu mean? Dalit, question four. And here, Dawud and Hay, the Rabbi is going to address the Kedi'isa Bechelik u Besifri. And there's two parts. Dawud and Hay. In Dawud, Rashi is Mesif Vichulu Kedi'isa Bechelik u Besifri. Etc. As it's written in Chelik and in Sifri. Seemingly, the reference of the word Vichulu 
is referring to divided the Kepratia Inyan, referring to more details on this topic as spoken about in these two places in Perek Chelek in Sanhedrin, and in the Sifri is not move on. Was ist der Negea der Arichas hat die Burim in Chelek? Und es ist nicht genug zu mit Zayin sein, zum Hemschech versteht in Sifri. What is Perek Chelek adding on? Normally the Sifri, the Sifri, we, we already started the Sifri, the Rashi is quoting from the Sifri. So you could have said, You want to get more details? Look in the Sifri. What are the details of Peirik Chelek, which as I mentioned before, the Peirik Chelek addresses the elaborate uh, a scheme of the Mayavim. Why is that negated to the Pasuk? What is it adding on? What does it actually uh, 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 want to tell us with the reference to Peirik Chelek? Hey, the next detail. Even if Rashi, for some reason, does want to send us to look in Perek Chelek to understand more about what happened, then he should have first brought the reference from Sifri and then Chelek. So it's like it is to be Sifri or Chelek. Why? Vile? Because first of all, that Sifri is not, is not our Pasuk. So if we're learning, if we're learning Perek, Lamed Aleph, Pasuk, Tazayin, in Paisos Matos, you're sending me to the Sifri, I'll get more of understanding in our Pasuk. Rashi is here to explain this Pasuk. Beis, von Dorten is genumen givar in der ganze Dibur von Rashi. Eichas chalose. That Sifri is the source of this Rashi. Uh, in the beginning of Rashi. Amar lama filu atamachnisim uchulu. Takegin in Chelek is the Adichas Apratim not in Hemshech to Alekeim Shel Elus in Ezimahu. When in Pedic Helik it doesn't discuss um, how Bilam convinced the, the Mayavim to do this trick. It says that he told them and it goes to tell us what they did. So the question is not why is Helik before Sifri? The question is going to be in the next paragraph it must mean that Rashi means a different Sifri. Von dem is Muchach, Ados was Rasha Zok, Kidisa Besifri, maintained with science and the mocker from Aschalas Perusche, Omer Ramafilo Atem. Rashi is not intending to send us to the source of his Pirush, which is the Sifri on this Pasik. The Atam, for Dos is Muchach, for Pasikal and Pesutus Omikra. Because the, the more details is obvious from the Psuki from Pesutus Omikra. The, 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 the hidden sin with Benois Mayav. Bidvar Bilam. So once we know that Bilam told them on the came Salila Sinizimu, we know the rest of the story. So therefore, Rashi does not mean the Sifri in our Posik. On our Posik. Nor do we need to know the details and, and continuation to Alakim Shalilu Sinizimu, which all of the details are mentioned in Khalik. Because it, it's mentioned in Chelek, so obviously it's not it's not it's not the part of the Sifri that we need. No, was is verbunden mit dem was is letzich bechelik the heino in klalo inyan for the lekem shleilu The Sifri that Rashi is referring to is a Sifri that would be connected to Chelek to Perik Chelek, which is discussing the idea of a lekenu shleilu Not so much the pratim that are already in Chelek, but other pratim that we need to know that will help us understand Perik Chelek. So just to re just to repeat this question, hey, for some reason Rashi says first Perik Chelek and then Sifri. Now, seemingly, if the Sifri meant this, the Sifri and, uh, 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 on our Pasuk, then the Sifri should have been first. Number one, because on our Pasuk. Number two, because that's, what Rashi, that's the source of Rashi. From the fact that Sifri comes second, it must mean that Rashi does not mean the Sifri on our Pasuk. First of all, the details in the Sifri are superfluous. We understand them already from Sutish Shomikra. And second of all, and second of all, we're putting Sifri after Chelek. So anything that the Sifri tells us that's already in Perik Chelek, we don't need. So there must be a Sifri that tells us something more on the topic of Alakeim Shalelu Seinazimahu, or in, or in the general idea of this uh, of this topic that is going to help us understand the Gemara in Perik Chelik. That's going to help us understand our pasuk, and that's the Sifri that Rashi is referring to. So the question is, which Sifri is that? What is Rashi referring to when he when he sends us to look it up in Sifri?
So, those, so these are our questions. First of all, what's the Adichus and Rashi? Why is Rashi? What's the connection between Kalamayin and Shabbat and Shemim and Rubim Atamina Mitzriim? Why does Rashi only mention the Sheish Meisalech of Bachur? Why does say Boyu Vasiachem Eitzah? What is Tarek Chelik adding to what Rashi already told us? And what and which Sifri are we talking about? And what is it adding to what we already know until this point? These are our questions on this Rashi. And it's if Gimel is going to begin the beer on Nashi. The beer was that. The Chilik with Pashtus. It's written in the Pashtus with Pashtus. Say no. When the Pashtus with Pashtus Balak. So, one of the things he pointed out in the question was that maybe this, if this elaborate uh, uh, part of the Pirush is necessary, it should have been in Balak. Pashtus Balak on the words Lechayatzcha. So he says like this, one of the differences that you find in the Pasuk in our Parsha, Parshas Matis, and, and the Pasuk in Parshas Balak, where it says, Lecha Iyatzecha, in Parshas Balak, state Lecha Iyatzecha, come or go, and I'll give you an Eitzah, I'll give you a piece of advice. The Riber is Rashi Mefarish, Nefer Rashi explains, nor Umariya Eitzah, what is the advice that Bilam gave them, and the came Shleil Senezimah. Because it says the word i'atzcha, so the question is, what's the eitzah? The answer is that, 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 to, to involve the yidden in znus, in promiscuity. Doesn't just say it on Bilam's advice, it says on Bilam's words. So this implies that together with the advice of Bilam, there was also a dvar, a word. A, a discussion. There was a discussion with Bilam that was connected to the Eitzah. He didn't just say, here's my Eitzah. There was, there was more of a discussion that led to the Eitzah. Because it says, Bidvar Bilam. And because it says the words, Bidvar Bilam, in connection to Moshe's complaint, why did they not kill the women in the war? From this we can understand that the words of Bilam, the discussion of Bilam, is relevant to here, to this Pasik, more or not, or, 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 or not so much to, to Lecha Yatzcha. He doesn't just tell us what the advice was, but he also tells us what the discussion was. Even if you gather all of the masses of the world, you won't be able to overcome them. Which is led to Bilam's advice of that the Ebister despises promiscuity. So, before we explain what, what, how they connect, let's understand what we're saying. We're saying that in that, that Rashi understands from the fact that it says Bidvar Bilam, that more than just an Eitzah, there was a discussion. And the fact that it says it here, Bidvar Bilam, and not over there, means that there's something in the understanding of Moshe's Taina that is, we have to know not just Bilam's Eitzah, we also have to know Bilam's discussion. The Azbar And now we're going to explain this. Tainus Moshe, Hachayisim kol nekeva, Hein heina ha'yu levnei Yisrael geymar, Al dvar pa'er, Vati ha'ma geyfa ba'das Hashem, That you let live all of the females, These are the ones that cause the Yidin to sin with the dvar pa'er, With the, 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 the getchke, with the idol of pa'er, And this brought about the ma'geyfa on the Abishter's people, is given need not their far was they haven't over marshal given Eden ungebrachtim agefe. It's not something that happened in the past. And in the past, they caused the Eden to stumble and brought about a plague uh, that that uh, 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 caused so many Eden to die. Sometimes you could say, no, we we, we have no uh, we have no reason to keep them alive because in the past they hurt us. That's not what Moshe is saying. He was referring to this very war that they were leading, that they were having against Midian. Information was angry at the officers of the war, at those who were coming back from the war. Does haste. The fact that the Midianim sent their children, their daughters to, uh, uh, to bring promiscuity uh, amongst the Yidden is given an oifin vizihah 
Oben mit Eden und sie umbringen Achman und This was how they went to war. This was how they wanted to destroy the Eden. By sending out the Bnei Ismayaf. Das ist Tage gewendet war Bilam. This was, and this was a discussion of Bilam. And this is what Bilam was telling them. Mit Milchama Gashmis kann man die Eden nicht mehr nazeach sein. With physical warfare, with conventional warfare, you will not be able to win over the Eden. Because even if you bring all of the people of the world, you can't win them. Und der Eber ist Be'evaz Yachem Eitzah. Elekeim Shleil Sein Ezeim. Let me give you the Eitzah. The Eitzah that the Ebrister despises promiscuity. Kumt Ois. And therefore they sent out the Bnei Smeyav. As the Bnei Smeyav have been Eich Gefeed Bepoyel. The Melchama from Midian Kek in the Eden. The Bnei Smeyav were the warriors. They were the ones who were going to war. Not with guns and and uh, and and uh, conventional uh, uh, battlefare, but they were going with their, uh, with, with the Zima, the, the promiscuity that they were bringing as a way of winning a war. And that's why the discussion of Bilam is necessary, because by understanding how Bilam came to this age, sir, we understand that they wanted war. If they were able to bring and bring all the armies of the world and fight against the Yidim, they would have done that. But they couldn't because it wouldn't help. So they found another war tactic that would work. So Moshe is saying, now that we know Dvar Bilam, now that we understand how the Eitzah came about, we understand that when you went to war, these were your enemies. How could you leave them alive? So by, by, by understanding the Dvar Bilam, we understand Moshe's Taina. And that's what the Torah says of your Dvar Bilam. And that's what Rashi over here elaborates and explains what the Dvar Bilam was because it helps us understand the Taina of Moshe HaChayisim Kol Nekeva. And in Sif Dalid, we're going to go through the details in Rashi, Sif Dalid and Hay, we're going, to, and we're going to go through the details of Rashi and understand how this, this discussion went about. But we already understand, at this point, we understand the basic answer. The, our main answer was, why is the Arichas here? How does it help the Pasik? And why is, it not, why is it here and not there? That we already answered, at, at least in a general sense. The, very simple. Here we're trying to understand Meishas Tainach, Yisim Kol Nekeva. And there's a Chidish over here, that it's not just something that happened in the past. You're going to war. Who are you going to war with? You're going to war with Benois Mayav. They are your enemy. How could you leave them alive? Now that we understand what Bilam was trying to do, we understand why Moshe was so upset about it. And now we can understand why Rashi brings the details of Bilam as well. Even if you bring all the people of the world, you won't be able to, be over, to overcome them. As we'll see in a moment, we, in, the, in our question, question Aleph of Tziv Beis, we said, doesn't seem to be a raya to call He says it's not. We'll see what that means in a minute. But for now we have to understand that the idea that Babylon was saying that if you bring all the multitudes of the world, you will not be able to overcome the Yidin. For this, Bilam does not need a raya. As a Balak already saw, as a Philosichin Vaig, even Sichin and Aig, the Starkste Melachim was Ain Kal Adam Yachalakavsham, the strongest, most powerful kings, that no other person is able to conquer them. And those who were hired to protect uh, uh, the other nations from the Yidden. Haben die Eden sie beigekommen und als ein Nifla dicken Öfen die Eden overcame them in such an incredible way as die ganze Gewurde von sich und die Eug hat kein Betreff nicht gehabt. That the entire strength, the power of sich und die Eug was totally insignificant. Wissen sie doch schön als ein Gewurde Gashmis. So now they know that physical strength, sei in Ibe bekamus, whether you're talking about uh, quantitatively, a lot of people, so whether you're talking about qualitatively, special forces, strong soldiers that need health enough to buy Kumadi Eden. This will not help to overcome the Eden. So that's number one. Bilam says to them, listen, if you're talking about conventional warfare, strength, numbers, soldiers, not going to help you. So Balak and the Midianites had a different idea. We'll, all, we'll win the Yidin through a spiritual war. 
Das heißt, Affen selben Steiger, wie sie haben gedungen, Bilomen zu vertreiben, die Jeden. Just like they, in the same manner, that they hired Bilom to chase the Jeden away. Because he was a prophet who knew the Das of Hashem. Then Bilom can't help him. So afterwards, when they realize that Bilom can't help them, they still thought getracht. They still thought to themselves to uvzuch in andere menschen mit meruch nistikes tarkat and keches. After baikum the Yidden, we have to find someone who's better than Bilom. Someone who has more spiritual strength, more spiritual powers than Bilam does, and that way they'll overcome the Yidden. They knew that they can't do they can't do Gashmis. Maybe Biruchnis. They tried Bilam. Bilam didn't work. Maybe they could find another person that is even more powerful spiritually than Bilam. Avdem of the Bilam Ganfer, therefore Bilam said to them, Shema Merubim Atem Minamitslim, so you chase me as Rechav Bakur. Are you more? Then the 600, the Mitzrayim, who were 600 choice chariots, best chariots. Then Mitzrayim, the Nidke made Madgezah and the Kamos from Sheshmeis. Bilam was not trying to emphasize the number 600. The Gashmis, the Kegvuru and Ribui from Chayel Mitzrayim, the physical strength and the physical numbers of the Egyptian military. Nor the Ruchnis, the Kegvuru. He was trying to bring out that the Mitzrayim also had spiritual power. Um Virashi is Mefarish as the Behemis or Rechev. That the animals that the, these chariots were, were, were riding with were from those who were afraid, fearful of the word of Hashem. This is going back to the Makkah of Dever. When Meshireinu told the, told the Mitzrayim that whoever is afraid of Hashem should bring their animals inside, indoors, and that way they will be saved from the Makkah of Dever. And those who didn't listen, those who didn't care about the words of Hashem, left their animals outside, and the animals were died in the in the in the, in the Makkah of Dever. But those who were yarding about Hashem, those who were on a level enough to be to be to be afraid to 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 listen to the word of Hashem, their animals were saved, and therefore they had animals to be able to go to war against the Yidden. So you're talking about the the, the important thing is the yarding about Hashem. And he brings in the order that even though all the animals, not just the Sheish Meis, all the animals were, were uh, 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 from the Yadi Yisdvar Hashem, but by saying Bachur, these were the, within the Yadi Yisdvar Hashem, these were the best of the Yadi Yisdvar Hashem. And also he references the Sikha Chelek design that we learned, Toiv Shebin Nechashim Haroig. So the idea over here is, is that Bilam is referencing the Mitzrayim. He doesn't have to emphasize the number uh, 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 of the Egyptian military. He's emphasizing the fact that they were people who had Yiddish Hashem within the level of a Mitzrayim, of a Mitzri. Nevertheless, it didn't help. When they started up with the Yidden, they also had a bitter end. Therefore, it's understood, says Bilam. To find someone but has higher spiritual level and utilize their powers to overcome the Yidden. Because on this level, they are not any greater than the Egyptians who were afraid of the word of Hashem. And yet could not do anything against the Yidden. So, we are now understand that in our question we didn't understand the connection between Now we understand that it's two different statements, addressing two different details. is addressing physical strength and saying that no physical strength in the world can overcome the Yidden. And the Sheesh is addressing spiritual strength, that even uh, even spiritual strength cannot overcome the Yidden. So that's what Bilam is telling them. You can't overcome them physically, you can't overcome them spiritually. So what could they do? Come and I will give you advice. And if you remember, one of our questions was, why did he say boyu? So he says boyu means come to nenter, come closer. And I will give you an advice, but in a secret, quietly. That because the Ebishter despises promiscuity, this is how you will be able to fulfill your uh, your cause, what you want, what, what, what you want to do. So now we understand most of the Rashi. 
Rashi was addressing Dvar Bilam because we have to understand the time of Moshe, why, why he's so upset about Achisim Kol Nekeva. And we see that the Benoist Noyev were part of the war, which is why Moshe is so upset. And then uh, and he explains that Bilam told the Yidin, told the, the Mayovim, Bolok and, uh, Bolok and Midian. He said, you can't fight them uh, physically because Kalamayin Shabbat won't overcome them. You already saw that with Sikhin and Oik. You can't fight them spiritually because even the Mitzrayim, who were Yayari Yisrael Hashem, couldn't either fight the Yidin. The only advice I have for you, and I have to do it within, in a secret, is Elekeim Shalelu Seinazima. So now we still have to understand the Nashi, the Kedisa Bechei We also have to understand why it had to be in a secret. Why did it have to be Bachashoi? Why did this, this advice have to be in a secret? And, 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 and uh, these two questions will answer each other in Sifei. This type of Aveda, the Aveda of, of, of uh, the, the, the Zima, the promiscuity, the, the immoral acts with Benais Mayav, this, we don't find any such similar uh, Avedas in the Midbar. In the case of Shlemis Basdivri, who was the mother of the person who was Mekalalas Hashem, this is the praise of the Yidin. She was the only such woman in all of the Yidin. Obviously, if it's a Yisrael that she's the only one, then obviously it includes the men as well. That there was no other uh, person involved in this type of conduct, not from the men, not from the women, besides for Shleim's best duty. So, so this was something that was totally foreign to them. And we as as they feel Eden. So in them that and how is it possible that so many Eden should stumble and fall in this Aveda bees as Vahiya Mason Bamagefa Arbov Esim Olaf to the point that there were twenty-four thousand people that died in the Magefa. This is what's bothering the Ben Chamesh Mikra. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. These are hidden, they're holy people. They did, they, they did some things wrong along the way. But this, this is a whole new law. How do we get there? Oich, additionally. Vos is their boyu. What is the reason for the boyu, for the quiet? Why did Bilam have to say it as a secret? And therefore, Rashi brings... Remember, our question was, what is Pedic Chelek adding? Here, why does Rashi mention Pedic Chelek? So now we understand that Rashi brings Pedic Chelek. Over there in Pedic Chelek, it discusses in detail how the Yidin were fooled, were tricked in to doing this Aveda through the wine that they were given to drink, to the point that they stumbled and fell, both in acts of promiscuity and in acts of Aveda Zara. So, so first of all, you're asking the question, how do they fall? They were tricked. They were tricked. They were, they, 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 there was a whole, look, I mentioned before, from the modern Pedicalic, there was a whole scheme with the, uh, with the older woman on the outside, the younger woman on the inside, they came in to do business, they were given some wine, and they fell. They fell. But at least we understand how, how it happened. And this also explains uh, 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 why it had to be in a secret. If the Yidin would have found out about this, they would have been very careful. Therefore, Bilam says it has to be a secret so the Yidin should not discover this cunning strategy, this uh, shrewd, sly uh, approach that was going to trick them and, and lure them in to this Aveda. So we understand now also why Pedic Chelek is introduced into Rashi. Number one, to explain that there was a major scheme over here that, that lured the Yidden in. And this is why it's, it says, Boyu, this is why it was a secret, because if it was this type of trick, if the Yidin would find out about it, then the trick wouldn't work. The last thing we have to understand is why Rashi, which Sifri is Rashi bringing and why does he bring it? And the reason why we have to do this is because we have one last question. How Bilam's, how Bilam's advice was fulfilled. Also, they made Kloim, Kloim are curtains. So they made these like enclosures, booths out of curtains. 
and in and in these booths they put Zainus. An older woman on the outside, the yaldum in and a younger woman on the inside. When were eating and drinking and rejoicing, and they were going out to stroll in the marketplace. So the first, the older one would say, the older woman would say, "Would you like to buy some clothing?" And then it would go to the younger one, and so on and so forth. Came and read the fragments. So one could still ask. So if someone opens up the Gemara and Pedek Chelik and looks it up and sees how this this uh, cunning strategy worked, they're going to ask a question. How is it possible that the Yidden should conduct themselves in this way, that they should eat and drink and be merry, and then go out to stroll in the marketplace amongst the tents of the women of Moabidion? Especially since this was, since the, after these great Nisim that occurred, first that they just experienced, first by Eshad and Nechalim, Eshad and Nechalim are the two mountains that were very uh, close to each other, and the, the, the Meridian wanted to, uh, wanted to uh, uh, ambush the Yidin there, and what happened in the end is that one mountain had protrusions, one mountain had indentations, and the two mountains came in together, they closed, they, 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 they closed in together, and they crushed the Meridian on the inside. Then there was this major miracle when Mechames Oig was Okartura. Rashi brings us in the end of Parshish Chukas from the Gibari in Brachis, where it says that Oig Malachabashan said, How big is Machni Yisrael? Three parsa. I'll, I'll take a mountain that's three parsa big and I'll just crush the whole, the whole, uh, the whole, the Yiddish people. So what he did was, is he, took, is he ripped out a mountain that was three parsa big. But then what happened was, was uh, I think it was locusts that climbed in in the middle and, and, and weakened the middle of the mountain, and the mountain fell onto his head. And he couldn't get himself out. In the meantime, came Moshe Rabbeinu, who was 10 Amis tall, and took a stick that was 10 Amis long, and jumped up 10 Amis in the air, and hit him in his bottom of his leg, in his ankle, and he killed Oig. So remember, he had a guy... Uh, a giant that's, that's big enough that he could pick up uh, a mountain that's three parsa big. And his ankle is 30 amis off the ground. And yet, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to kill him. So these are two huge miracles. This should have brought out by the Yidin the opposite results. A very good, upstanding conduct. So the person, the, the Ben Chamesh, is asking, I open up the Gemara, I understand the trick, but how did the Yidin f- uh, get even into that marketplace to be able to be lured in like they were? Therefore, Rashi references the Sifri, referring to a Sifri that is connected to what is discussed in Chalik. And which Sifri is this? In Sifri in Parshas Balak state, in Sifri in Parshas Balak, um, it's actually, I wrote it down over here, Kuflam and Aleph Bays, where it actually tells the whole story like it doesn't pay the Chalik. But before that, before it tells us the story of Parshas Chalik, it tells us that Yidin went to Muhammad and Sichem Ve'eg, and they brought in all of the loot from Oig. And then it says over there, Mishin Ismalu Yisrael Min when the Yidin got filled up, satiated from the loot, from Muhammad Sichem Ve'eg, Hizchilu Mevazim Esabiza. They were disrespecting, they were destroying the loot. Mekarim ksusum ashlichim. They would rip a garment and throw it away. Mekarim be'ema umashlichim. They would rip up an animal and would throw it away. The fishaleyoyim vakshma leklekesef leklezov. All they wanted was gold and silver. So here they went after sichim ve'ayik. They had so much materialism that it became meaningless to them. All they wanted was more gold and more, more silver. Thus haste as the grace of Bizef and the Muhammad, the great loot, 
that they got from the war had greater than it caused. As the Eden zone Zion and Amatzah from Vayishman Yeshurim. The Eden should be in a state of, this is a reference to Pasha Sa'azinu, where it says that when Yeshurim and when Yidin are fat, are satiated, when they have a lot of Gashmias, then the outcome is that they kick back, they rebel. This is what led ultimately to the inappropriate conduct and the fall of this of the Aveda. In other words, if you go through the Rashi, it starts out like this. You can't win the Yidin because their strength with Hashem's help is impenetrable. You can't win the Yidin because we see that even the Mitzrim or Yoriz Dvar Hashem could not overpower the Yidin. I have one Eitzah for you. The Eitzah is, If you're going to say, ah, it's never going to work. So he says, look in Perik Chelek. They had this huge, elaborate scheme that drew the Yidin in. And if you're going to ask, it still won't work. How are the Yidin going to even end up over there to be able to fall into this trap? The answer is, the Yidin fell, so to speak, after the Biza of Sichim Ve'oig, where they became so immersed in materialism that it was Vayishman Yeshurun Vayivot, and because of that, that weakened their, their spiritual resolve, and therefore they ended up in the Shuk of Nesheyo Ben Ismayav, and from there, this elaborate scheme lured them in and caused them to sin, and that was their downfall. Something from the deeper secrets, from the deeper understanding of this Rashi. Take revenge for the Yidin from the Midyanim. conveyed this command to the Yidin. He says, we have to take revenge for Hashem against Midian. Not the Nekama of the Yidin. He's Mevayar de Tata. So the Rebbe's father, Hagoin, Reb Levi Yitzchak, explains, the Sha- this year, Shabbos Parashas Matis, is the Shchedesh Menachem Of, which is the Shchedesh of the Yartzet of the Rebbe's father. So the Rebbe's father explains the reason for this difference. The Yebishter is careful to defend the honor of the Yidin. And Meshach Rabbeinu is careful to defend the covet of the Yebishter. And similarly, over there in Lukut Yilei Yitzchak, he explains why the Yebishter had marked him given in Parshas Truma, the Kruvim Fadim Oren, now, this is referring to two psukim. In Parashas Truma, there's a pasik. So the word kruvim is mentioned before the Oren. In Parashas Nasi, there's a pasik. So the word Arain comes before the word Kruvim. Now, I did open up the Kutu of Yitzchak and I didn't learn it, so therefore I didn't understand. And I don't know like, why it's mentioned here in the Sikha, how it, it adds to the understanding of the Sikha. But this concept, this concept is discussed in Lukotidav Yitzchak, where he also discusses, over there he actually discusses the mezuzah and the mashkif, when the Yidin were going out of Mitzrayim, one place is mezuzah before mashkif, and another place is mashkif before mezuzah. And it also explains, Nikos B'nai Yisrael, unless it's Nikos Hashem B'midyan. So the Rebbe's father already explained the fact that, Yid, that the Eibishter is defending the covet of the Yidin, and the Eibishter is defending the covet of the Eibishter. But on this, the Rebbe asks a question. Why do you find this concept of the Abishter defending the Yidin and Meshav defending the Abishter? Why do you find this by this Indian, by the story of the Mechemes Midian, and not by any of the other, and not by any of the other uh, mitzvahs in the Torah? Later, has in Rashi. Now, but however, once you have this explanation in Rashi, it's understood. The Muhammad for Midian is Bashtan and Tsvei Fanim. 
The Muhammad of Midian against the Yidin, or the Yidin against Midian, consisted of two elements. They wanted to destroy the Yidin. And therefore, we have the words, Nikmas B'nai Yisrael, because it was against the Yidin. Based, the other element was, the Eitzvah's Bilam at Yegeben, Elokeim Mishal Elu Seinizimah, that the Eitzvah, that Bilam gave, which was that the Eibishter abhors promiscuity, Unant Kegendem is the Ninyi for Nikmas Hashem. So both are true. The war of Midian against Yidin was against the Yidin, and it was against Hashem. Und der Lieber, der Eibishter, was ist mit Dr. Bechayden, Shal Yisrael, es wohnt die zwei, Matthias, Nikmas B'nai Yisrael. The Ebishter who is careful, who defends the, 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 the dignity, the honor of the Yidin. So of the two, he emphasizes the Nikam of Yidin. Their intent, which was to destroy the Jewish people. And Meshur Benu, who is careful to defend the covenant of Hashem, is Madgish Nikmas Hashem. He emphasizes the Nikam for Hashem as Eichzer Umbregin Eden is given during the Pu'ula Kegin Alekem Shal Elu Vasene Zimu. Bis to Machshul Zayin Zayin Avedazar Ba'Per. That this was something that the the way they wanted to destroy the Eden was by going against the Abishter, and they ultimately caused that the Eden should be Nichshul should stumble with Avedazar. So not only was it Zima, which is something that the Abishter hates, but it was also Avedazar, which is also this, which is also something that is against Hashem. So, 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 and this is why we find this idea, this shinui, by, by, by Mohammed Midian and not by any other tzivoyim, because by Mohammed Midian, there was something against the Yidin and against Hashem. So here was a place where we could emphasize this idea of the Abishter um, defending the honor of the Yidin and Meshavim defending the honor of the Abishter. Now, peace is Eich Muvot Hashem is a father of Nikmas Hashem. Shaimid Kineged Yisrael Kileimid Kineged Kasbaruchu. And this also understand what Rashi says. And the word Nikmas Hashem is someone who stands up against the Yidden. It's as if he stands up against Hashem. Because the Torah zaktas davka mechames binyan. The Torah teaches this to us. By mechames binyan, by demot ben gizen. As in Zeir Uvshtein Neged Yisrael is given Shtelen Zich Neged Hashem. Because this is where we saw that standing up, the, standing up against the Yidin was standing up against Hashem by Machshel Zayn Eden Mitzima by causing the Yidin to stumble with Znus and also with Aved Zara. Now we go all the way back to the beginning. And this is why the Teda, he didn't ask this question earlier, he just pointed it out. That in Balak he says, and here he says, now he explains why. Now we understand that Teda used the word Dvar Bilam. Nit Noratzas Bilam. For him does get to understand the Mechufa from Mechamis Midian. Because by saying Bidvar Bilam, we have to find what was Dvar Bilam. Dvar Bilam was that you can't win them, not will Gashmi, it's not Beruchmi, it's the only way you could win them is by going against the Abishter. Because the Kayim Shalilu say Nezimu. Versus Nikmas Avayu, Nikmas Ne Yisrael, which the purpose of the Mimit Chemis of Midian was to hurt the Abishter and to hurt the Yidin. Now that you understand, now it says Bidvar Bilam, now you can understand what the point of the Muhammad was, and now you understand um, and why Meshir Abenu was so upset when they allowed the Nekevas, Nekevas to remain alive.